1: I have no idea what to do here. I'm very confused. I need we're you to help me. Yeah, no, uh, I can help you. No, I, I just come over here. Come here. Okay. Listen, uh, we're going to sit on the edge of the sandbox and okay. pardon all these children and babies around us. Uh, they're all playing. Yeah, no, I'll ignore them. I'll ignore just them. Easy to ignore. Ignore the children. It's it, It'll hold up in court. It's, James, I a It's 100% need... more children than we're normally around. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem. I'm a little embarrassed by it, though. Is it the drinking problem I think you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I've chosen, I've chosen to come with you today to this playground to tell you about my drinking problem. Oh, I was wondering why you were spiraling here, and then I realized that it's because of the spiral slide. But well, James, my problem is uh, is much worse than that. I am afraid I don't know how to use any of these jungle gym apparati, apparatuses. That's not what they're called. I don't know how to, James, I don't know how to use any of the playground equipment. Oh, well, that's, that's simple. I can, I can So these, you. all right, so these things over here, these, these orangutan rings. Yes, that's what they're called. That's what, what we call am, them in the biz. What am I? Everything in this playground is named after some form of ape or of, of the great <laughs> ape family. How should I get up there? I feel like I have to get on top, maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or underneath? Am I to look up at... They look They look to be bars of some kind? Yeah, no, they're... They're They're monkey bars. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I don't do you wanna see... You want to just show me quickly how to do it? See, here's the problem is I, I see you, you know, walking on top of the monkey bars. What you're supposed to be doing is, is hanging on them. I don't know where you're going with this. James, there's one thing that I really don't know how to... James, can you please just teach me... The slide. Check.
2: Check. One, two, check.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, your your child, your now-born child doesn't even <laughs> like that joke. She's not laughing. Oh, come on! <laughs> it was very good. It was very come good. on! We even worked in drinking, which was my other idea. <laughs> Welcome to the Third Men Podcast. We are a Jack White history podcast where we go over... Third Man Records, White Stripes. Oh, so much stuff, James. And I am your co host, Paul Kaminsky. I'm your other co host, James Kaminsky. I like how you named two things (laughs) and stopped it. And stopped it too. Because. That's all we're awake for right now. Yeah. Well, Well, James, you see, because time is a flat circle, I am not ashamed to admit that this is our first podcast recording after my daughter was born, who I hold in my arms right now, listening public. And I think you may just hear a little coup or two, if you're so lucky. But James, fighting through the obstacles that pre- that are presented to us, we, we reach you here today to present to you another extended interview. Yes, we do, Paul. We have a very special guest this week. We've got Mr. Johnny Walker on the show this evening. You might know him better from such bands as Henry and June, the Soledad Brothers, and you White Stripes fans out there will know him from the slide guitar bits on the debut hippopotamus album, The White Stripes. <laughs> well done, well done. Thank you. Yeah, he he plays on I Fought Piranhas and Susie Lee. I think he plays on both of those. I believe so. And one of the weirdest interviews we've ever done. James, I've stepped into a wind tunnel. Please forgive me, listening public. And this is definitely turning into one of the weirder episodes we've ever done. It's bizarre. It's odd. It's it's very strange. (laughs) A lot of fun. It's cut short. It's great. So you guys are in for... Probably one of the weirdest moments we've ever had on the show. And I hope you enjoy it uh, because we did. And it's something that me and Paul have not stopped talking about with each other since it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. We get to hear a lot of fun information about those albums and uh, assorted hornets and bees and wasps. Yeah. And uh, it's good stuff. That'll all make sense to you soon, listening public. We've got a lot to cover here. Johnny, very nice fella. Love, love talking to him. Really cool experience. Actually, just being able to chat, and yeah. he was very nice and made some time after a gig um, to talk to us. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it was a different circumstance than we normally have with guests, but I think a unique one, James. Yes. I think that would be fair to say, and we're both great admirers of his music. So it was it was an honor to be able to chat with him. He was very generous with his time, talking with us at a weird hour after a show where he was probably exhausted in a place where other people were trying to get into. So we appreciated any time he was able to give us, and we hope you enjoy uh, this great episode. But before we get into all that, Paul, yeah, there's something we should stop doing. It's a stop a breaking down, stop a down.
3: Stop breaking down Stop
1: breaking down Please. Please stop breaking down So James, this Stop Breaking Down it comes courtesy of a special guest. Uh, during our Comalina interview I had said something in error and a certain special guest who wasn't listening in at all but who definitely heard later after the show came out wanted to correct it for us and um, she's about to do so. Yes, let's get to our our guest. Stop breaking down, sick. We're here with another special guest to live correct something I said. We're joined by my lovely wife, Susanna Roundtree. Hi. Here with this, oh,
3: <laughs>
1: who is here with a very special message? For- Hi for our listening audience. <laughs> and it is hello. She's saying that's the message.
0: <laughs> hi, li- hi listening audience.
1: It's signing off. <laughs>
0: Perfect pitch is when somebody always knows what a note is anytime they hear it. Okay. And that means it's a really really rare condition. And I say condition because like it's not something that can be learned. It's something you're either born with or you're not born with. And it's definitely something to do with the way the brain is wired. But as far as I know, they don't know what that is, but it's it's extremely rare and it occurs in, like, one of, like, thousands of people. Hmm. But it's basically, you could ask a person with perfect pitch, like, what's D-flat? And they would be able to nail D-flat and always know where that is in their heads. Wow. Um, they never need a tuning fork. They never need, like, someone to call out. Like, they make great piano tuners, you know? <laughs> well, yep. I mean, which is very <laughs> deglamorizing, which is kind of a magical skill. Huh. It's not the same as, uh, there's a word for it, but I forget. There's um, a learned pitch awareness that you can have. I think it begins with an R, but I don't remember what the word is. And that's where you can study pitch intervals and study notes and get a pretty good approximation and develop really good instincts for what a pitch is. And you might get pretty close to being able to call out what something is when someone just plays a note, you might be able to name it, but it's not the same as having perfect pitch, a relative pitch. That's what it is when you learn the ability, but uh, Mm -hmm. perfect pitch is not a teachable skill. It's something you're either born with or you're not. Huh.
1: That is very interesting. I have learned something and we appreciate you joining us uh, to explain that.
0: You're welcome. Thanks. to
1: make you lose your
2: mind.
1: That was a great segment, Paul. Thank you, Susanna Roundtree, for coming on and telling us all about that awful mistake that we had done made and uh, we'll we'll stop breaking it down. Yeah. Now, James, if I'm not mistaken, we're gonna get into a little bit of background on johnny walker before we launch into this interview here is that so? yeah yeah i've prepared some information for you guys uh who are not familiar with mr walker's work uh so that you guys can get a better understanding yeah Yeah. we're (laughs) gonna do that and let's get to it right now james what do you say let's get to it paul So, James, we're going to get into a little bit of Johnny Walker's history, is that right? Yeah, we're just going to do a little bit of a, uh, a brief history. This is just kind of an overview. If any Soledad brother wants to correct me on any of this information, they're more than able to do so. Um, yeah, and, uh, we're we'll, calling them out. Yeah, we'll get it right at some point. But <laughs> we have a little bit of information, so we'll, I guess we'll start right at the beginning. Johnny Walker is a, a pen name of sorts that that actually comes from a band a little later on. His real name is Johnny Warwick I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct. Wyrick, maybe, perhaps. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. He's originally from Toledo, Ohio. To Toledo. To Toledo. 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 <laughs> he, he was in a, a, a lot of bands in his in his youth. In his youth, he he played in a couple bands, uh, and I, I learned via. The Turn It Down blog. One was called Camus Trust. Hmm. There are no recordings of this band. He says they have all been destroyed or <laughs> whatever. But to quote Johnny, he says, uh, It was called Camus Trust, named after the French existentialist writer Albert Camus. When you're 17, uh-huh. that's what you go for. Existentialist. <laughs> bullshit. It was really arty. (laughs) It was kind of a cross between the Butthole Surfers and Joy Division. Really confrontational, but arty at the same time. There were a load of other bands that were inconsequential. It was a racket, racket, and more racket. I feel like this isn't the first time we've talked about the Butthole Surfers on this show. I feel like it's the second at least. Yeah, I, and I wound up looking them up. I think the last time we did this, and the time and circumstance of that escapes me. But I remember them being quite raucous, and in all candor, did not care for it too much. Though That's I appreciate, fine. I appreciated it for what it was trying to do. I have a feeling that I felt the same way. I don't know if I did, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take a wild guess and say I did. Yeah. All right. He would play in tons of bands we'll go over the bands in a second uh, and then he would go to college at the university of toledo and then eventually to medical school toledo to become a doctor toledo i'm sorry go uh, ahead so some of the bands he was a part of henry and june with mr ben swank is that right yes the third man community seems to really have embraced the henry and june And he joined them in the early 90s. He, and Ben Swank, he was a, a member of this band, Henry and June. It was a Ben Swank, a- one of the co-founders of Third Man, and currently runs it alongside uh, Ben Blackwell and Jack White, the other two founders. And Ben Swank is an accomplished musician in his own right. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to more talk about Ben in a moment. But, boy, Ben Swank, besides being a beloved character on our humble podcast, has also, you know, just done so much in music over the years. And boy, is that a nut we'd like to crack one of these days.
3: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so he was a member of this band, Henry and June, and the the group was pretty short-lived. It lasted about a year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really not not much out there uh, as far as Henry and June is concerned. But Johnny would then continue right after Henry and June. He would join up with a uh, one of his good friends, Doug Walker.
3: Mm-hmm. Johnny
1: was still going by his his maiden name, if you will, Johnny Wirrick, and uh, he would join with Doug Walker to make a band. They would combine the first name of Johnny and the last name of Doug and create Johnny Walker, the band Johnny Walker, uh-huh. which uh, yeah. we, we get into a little bit in this interview. We do, in fact. To quote Johnny, we called the band Johnny Walker. That's how I got stuck with this hideous curse of a name. Oh, Johnny, it's not that bad. We like it. Would you, would you call it, James, would you call it a label? I, I believe, I believe he could. Been placed on himself. Mm-hmm. He'd like to he'd of... like it stricken. He'd like it to be blacked out from his label. Mm, he he sees it as a as like a, a red mark on his on his name. Sort of like a red label. Yeah. Apparently they got into a lot of fist fights. And I'm not yeah. talking like metaphorical fistfights these people fought a lot very good friends but they apparently punched each other quite a bit they have some funny stories about that but and then uh after this band Johnny Walker broke up because of the the raucous nature of the of the two the Oasis style Gallagher feud that they had Doug Walker Gallagher one or two three and (laughs) Doug Walker would would eventually join another group and apparently got into many fistfights with them as well um so, so that's a thing. Boy, these Ohio boys, Ooh, <laughs> a raucous, cr- a raucous crowd. But apparently, they they're they're still really good friends. Uh, he he often he says it. I think in the interview, he refers often to uh, former rivals and fistfight partners as family. So I think there's a a camaraderie that he feels toward those that he uh, inflicted uh, harm and love and respect and admiration and insults I'm sure at and all that good stuff Mm. in uh, what sounds like an extremely rowdy um, childhood and early manhood. Yeah I mean he seems to have a heart of gold though. Except when it comes to bees James. Doesn't Uh, like the bees. The wasps not a fan of wasps but we'll get into that later right after Johnny Walker broke up, they still had a show to play, so Johnny asked Ben Swank, former Henry and June bandmate, would be able to step in and sit in on that show. It was supposed to be a one-time thing. And thus, the Soledad Brothers were born. Ah, oh, the Soledad Brothers. Using their ultra-super-swank powers, Johnny and Swank. Uh, this Powerpuff Girls thing is going oh, too far, oh, okay. And yeah. I didn't need it to. I just kept rolling with it, and you know what? That's where I'm at
3: right now. Literally.
1: We don't want to spoil where the name comes from, James. We get into that in the interview where we ask Johnny. Yes. Now, James, I gotta I must confess, I was I was largely I had one Soledad Brothers album prior mm. to this and I wasn't super duper familiar, but I have since spelunked their discography, and mm. I must say, in listening to the self titled debut album from two thousand, I find just so much similarity with early white stripes. Yes. sounding stuff uh, to that early Soledad Brothers stuff. Aside from the fact that Meg White actually is credited with some percussion on that album, that's that notwithstanding, I find Jack and Johnny's predilection toward bluesy guitar style, specifically Zeppelin sounding stuff, to be extremely similar. In fact, if I had to categorize the Soledad Brothers at anything, it would be Zeppelin 3, The Band. I, sure, I'd go with that. I mean, it's, it's a two-piece for most of it. Very similar to The Stripes and they do share a lot of musical taste similarities. In the book, Fell in Love with the Band, uh, they interview Johnny, and he, he goes over the fact that him and, and Jack would trade album recommendations. Not not only do they have you know similarities in their sound, but even in the interview, which which we'll hear in a moment, he he does say they often exchange tips and method for recording and and gear stuff, gear exchange, things like that, and helped each other out. So I think these guys are real soul brothers, James. Real soul soul, soul, dad brothers. Yeah. Soul fathers. I could have Um, seen Jack in this band, actually. Like if, if it was well, Under different circumstances, I could have seen Jack in this band. Well, in a way, he kind of was at first. Uh, we get into it a little bit in the interview, but he plays and helped release the uh, the first single from the Soledad Brothers, uh, Sugar and Spice, where Jack White guests on it. Yeah, um, he plays on the on the B-side, right, Johnny's Death Letter? Yes, and boy, you could hear it. We, well, I'll play a little bit of it in the interview. Don't worry, You'll, you'll know it when you hear them. I mean, uh, J- and you can hear it from blocks away, apparently. <laughs> I mean, but there you go, Death Letter. I mean, that's... They're it's pulling Johnny's from the Death Letter. It's, it's John I, I get it. But they're pulling from the same well, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jack would help later engineer their first self-titled album, which you just talked about. And and, and eventually, they, they would become a three-piece band, grouping up with uh, Mr. Brian Olive. Who actually played on that first record. I, I think he's credited with lead guitar on Love Machine. Oh, is he? They released four albums total: Soledad Brothers*, which is their first; *Steal Your Soul*; and *Dare Your Spirit to Move*. Uh, <laughs> *Voice of Treason*. And That's the, the h- one I had. I had *Voice of Treason*. And *The Hardest Walk* was the last album. And they would they would kind of part ways around the uh, the mid two thousands, the mid aughts. Leave two thousand six. Yeah. And uh, Johnny would kind of go off to do his own thing, David S. Pumpkin style. And he would uh, move to Kentucky in and around 2008, and he worked in a, a children's institute, children's psych institute, where he helped mm-hmm. kids out. Uh, yeah. And it was around there where he formed the band, the Cut in the Hill Gang, uh-huh. in Kentucky, with guitarist that. Brad wow. Minerding. Yeah, you, you got it. No, you got it. Minerding. It's Minerding. And Lance Kaufman on drums.
3: Yeah. Yeah something
1: And they released uh, an album on Little Room Records. Which was, that, yes. Yeah, I believe was named after the, the White Stripes reference. And the only reason I say that uh, with any confidence is because the album included a cover of Sugar Never Tasted So Good. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, James, so, can I go back for just one moment to talk course. a little bit about Steal Your Soul and Dare Your Spirit to Move? They're released from 2002. So in the. In the Jack White world, this is the white bloods, post-white blood cells, pre-elephant, uh, Jack is starting to become famous, I'm still hanging out with his friends, still very much a Detroit native. Uh, I'd like to point out some credits on this. We have credited with Clap, is the third man, who I no. assume is Jack White. Mm-hmm. Uh, credited with Hand Drum, we have Mr. Patrick Pentano. Hey, uh, I know of that many guy. Many Detroit bands, including the Dirt Bombs and the Come Ons, etc. We have Mr. Jim Diamond, also credited with clapping. And we have a certain Ms. Comalina, credited with not only clapping, but organ uh, oh. on one of the tracks. They cover There's No Sunshine When She's Gone, and, uh, and Co. is on that. So, friend of the show, Comalina, of course, and friend of the show, Jim Diamond. Nice. I had anyway. no idea. Uh, we will have to press Co in that in the uh, third part of that interview. Yes. Time is a flat circle, and we definitely haven't recorded part two yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So, from there, that was released in around 2008, uh, and he would tour with them for about a year or two. And in around 2013, he started playing in his current band, The All Seeing Eyes. Very good band. Uh they, they recently actually as of this week released their first album on Masonic Sounds label. Uh well, that's another called... jack sounding thing. Masonic Sounds. Yeah, I noticed that. But uh yeah the album's called In Us We Trust and it was released this this week actually that we're recording so september 2018 really yep and so you can get that it was uh pressed at third man pressing that's right i think johnny uh alluded yeah. to things being pressed at third man recently so yeah uh you know he's been in, in and around the jack white world for a while he's obviously he was started out based in ohio but he kind of moved his his base of operations Detroitward. you know they opened up for the demolition doll rods a lot with henry and june and with Soledad Brothers, and they, they've, they've just been kind of a part of that community for quite some time. Yes. Uh, you could tell that he's still tied to the Ohio community. Yeah. In the interview, he, he says a, a band that... He highly recommends being the Greenhorns, another Ohio slash Detroit kind of. Yes, in the 100% not strange way we ended that interview. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, he played slide guitar on the first White Stripes album. If you didn't already know that, we've we've mentioned it on the show before. I mean, that's the biggest Jack connection, I think. We're, we'll correct some actual factual inaccuracies that we had gotten wrong in episode one. Sorry, Mr. Blackwell, in regard to those tracks in the interview, but... Yes, he does famously play on that album and he's I think the only other person besides Jack and Meg to do so. Yeah, and, and I mean the Soledad brothers opened for the White Stripes a number of times. They were all kind of in and around the, the Italy records crowd, if you will. They're good. They're just I think they're more spiritually connected to the stripes sound than say the Dirt Bombs. Like, like the Dirt Bombs are more like a classic rock band. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, the Soledad brothers are very much an art piece in the same kind of way that the White Stripes are and that they're like a blues, not pastiche, but they're like, you know, they're trying to carry on traditions, which are slightly esoteric. Whereas like the Dirt Bombs is just seeking to be a big rock band, you know, with, with the Soledad brothers, it's very much like you're sitting on some sort of porch in the bayou or something. And (laughs) you're hearing some strange music erupt from the, from the wilderness. Like, I feel like you could say the same thing about the White Stripes in a lot of ways. Well, Paul, Let's say me and you stop talking history and get right into this interview. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. It's... I, w- I would say this. It's mostly listenable. <laughs> it's- <laughs> we I think we have to... We do have to apologize for the sound quality of this because it is a little hard to hear in places, but... James, you did a magnificent job of piecing this together from the uh, late night phone call, <laughs> late night post-show phone call we conducted with Mr. Walker. And uh, if anyone was wondering, we have no idea either who entered the room at the end there, nope. but it's certainly mysterious. <laughs> it certainly is. And uh, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> it it worked out. And yeah, apologies for the, for the quality. Apologies for the lack of preparedness it seems we had because it was pretty last minute but it was still an enjoyable conversation we got some fun stories either way and uh, i think you guys would enjoy it yeah it's so. it was it was unique in that much like the mick collins interview we pretty much didn't know it was going to happen until it was happening for those of you who listened to episode 78 of the podcast i put a little bit at the end there uh, the comelina extended interview right at the end of the episode where we actually received the phone call completely out of the blue uh so it's you know it was one of the more interesting things i think to ever happen on the podcast and listening to it today boy is he a charming fella he uh, i think shares a lot in common with jack white in that regard yeah agreed let's get to it james yeah let's do it
2: It's all happening.
3: Hello? Okay.
1: Does this work? Hello? Work, works for hey. me. Hey. Hey, Johnny. How's it going? Hey, good. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, uh, thanks for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd the show go? Uh, it was really good. Uh, we, had a, we played really well. I had some problems. I dropped some picks, and uh, one of my mics scrapped out. But uh, you know, whatever, we pulled through it and we, we did like two sets, so it was kind of fun.
1: Nice. I mean, as far as problems go, that's pretty. I mean, that's okay. Like you can oh, do. Yeah, it. I can handle all that. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, like we, like then the, you know the, the clouds parted and the sun shined through and everything was good for like you know the last hour and a half. So
1: It's yeah, good. We're yeah. good. We're glad to hear right.
2: us. Yeah, yeah, they take they take really good care of us down here in Clarksville. Yeah. We're out at the um, Hobson Plantation. There's like, There's like a, a place called, called the shack, shack up in there, and um, they have uh, shows. Like a cotton barn. Wow. There's like a bunch. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool place, you know.
1: That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of locals. It's like a hotel of sorts, so there's a lot of people that are traveling through here too. So. Yes. And the owner, the owner is a super nice guy, and he really looks out for us. and He's just a good friend, too. So. That's great. Yeah. Whenever he asks us to come, we come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, this is going to sound pretty weird, but, like, I'm getting this vi- this picture in my head of you guys in this dimly lit barn with, like, antique bulbs and things you might find at home. Oh, yeah, there's
2: antique Everywhere, yeah, you know, okay, you know, I'm
1: into it. <laughs> all right. So now wherever. that yeah, sounds, yeah, I'm into it,
2: you know, yeah. In fact, if there wasn't all that antique stuff in there, it probably sound like garbage in there, but
3: okay,
1: uh,
2: because there's so much stuff that's like you know, non parallel reflective surfaces or you know, uh, absorptive, absor- absorptive sort of surfaces, it sounds good in there.
1: It sounds yeah, very, we, yeah, pictorial. we use our own
2: PA, we bring our own PA with us. And, ah. And, uh, you know, it's, it sounded good
1: in there. Yeah.
2: I had a, I had a really good time.
1: Nice. Awesome.
2: Yeah. I got to, uh, I was actually shredding a little bit even, you know, so that, that's like, that's cool. When I shred it, that's a good night for
3: me. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, th- thanks for making the time after that performance, uh, to, to hop on with us here. That's really cool of you. And you must be exhausted.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a good too. It was a good two hours of playing, uh, like straight, you know, it's be, uh, we were digging deep
1: tonight. <laughs> nice. Well, I know it's been a lot of, like, a big back and forth. Thank you so much for bearing with me on that. I hope I haven't been no, in the no, no, too it's much. It's totally cool. It's totally
2: uh, cool. It, you know, perseverance, you know. It's like...
1: <laughs> Because
2: you guys you, you didn't give up
1: <laughs> Well since we are Since we are all tired I'll try and We'll we'll boil the questions Down to a cool four hours Does that work for you?
2: Yeah Yeah it's fine Yeah, yeah. 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 I, got, I, I got nothing else To do right now I just, I just play Guitar And don't hang out answer
1: questions go for (laughs) it all right well uh then we'll we'll jump right in it we'd like to welcome our our special (laughs) guest today from the all-seeing eyes and many other bands including but not limited to uh soledad brothers henry and jude like you're all over the place we have johnny walker johnny Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. Johnny, can you believe you're here <laughs> with you? I know it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know our reputation has preceded us so much. <laughs> we are thrilled to talk to you today. Like we've just, we love your music, and we've been learning. Like over the course of this podcast, we've been doing this deep dive into the Detroit music world, and your name is just all over that stuff like if the Detroit music world was a waffle you are the syrup everywhere
3: oh yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're sticking so you're, to everything, you're, Johnny You're sticking to everything yeah. But you're making it sweeter You're making it much sweeter
2: I try, I try, you know I like to play <laughs> music And I it's like basically my social life Is um, centered around playing music You know, all my friends You know, we all hang out and play music It's going to be fun tomorrow Like um, my friend Mark Holder Pork's up, he's going to be in town We're going to do a show uh, I'm not sure what kind of it's, it's like a juke joint or if it's an art space or what what it is we're doing tomorrow afternoon. And then uh, James James Lake is playing in the evening, and we'll probably all sit in with him.
3: Nice.
2: Uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and that's oh. in in, to, in town in Clarksdale. So uh, it's it's called the uh, Hambone Hambone Gallery,
1: I think it is that sounds right that sounds very yeah, we, really, we very do really
2: well, like, in Clarksdale like people in Clarksdale like us they ask us to come back it's pretty flattering you know it's like oh. when you walk around Clarksdale you see all these like uh, signs like oh Sam Cooke was born here you know? uh. you see Handy was born here you know it's just crazy he's crazy nice. like, every corner has a like monument about somebody who lived or worked there yeah, you know, it's it's just not. It's, it's a beautiful place, and everybody's super, super friendly here, and we're well taken care of. And yeah, so it's, it's worth the drive. It's worth the drive. Yeah, it's worth the eight hour drive. Yeah, it's <laughs> a away weekend. So.
1: That's some real musical primordial soup right there.
2: Oh yeah, yeah yeah, and it, the flattering part is you know like the people who like us here are the the locals. And they like has seen like everything, (laughs) you know. And and, like they want you to come back, you know. Who wants you to come come back? back. You're you're like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty flattering, you know. Like the first time I got here, I was like, I gotta tell you guys, sometimes I'm like really loud, you know. And like just, just go with it. It'll be okay, you know. (laughs) Oh no! We've been waiting for for you to come for a long time, and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're not going to yell at me for playing too loud? No, no, do whatever you want. Just let us know what you need.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got this here barn for you. It's romantically lit. We got everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh uh, yeah. You guys would love this place. It's it's classic.
1: It's classic. Yeah. So. Have you built up a legend around yourself yet? And like, have you sold your soul to any deity to gain no, your musical no, abilities? Or-
2: I was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck seven times. So everything from this point on is just like all gravy.
1: Oh, man. Like- what? Between primordial soup, syrup, and gravy, we are in the thickest of just liquids right <laughs> yeah. now. It's very viscous in here. right? feeling pretty thick in here, guys.
3: I have no idea how, <laughs>
1: like, how sticky it is down here. <laughs> this is by steak. far the weirdest start to an interview we've ever had, and I love it. I love it so very no, much. No,
2: it's like, it's down here. The air is really thick with humidity. It's pretty crazy. But uh, it's <laughs> all right now, I don't mind the heat. I don't mind the heat. Right so yeah, um, I don't. I don't even have air conditioning at my house at home, so I don't. I don't need it really.
1: Yeah, the last time uh we we were communicating, you were fighting off some wasps' nests on a roof, so.
3: Oh yeah Oh yeah Did you win, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah I
2: did I did I I, I, choose You go 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 out At uh, Dusk And um, They can't see After dark So That's when you wanna That's when you wanna come You know You just kinda let them go Until the evening And then you go back
1: wow <laughs> it, it seems
2: <laughs> it's not like they're clever or anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it seems to me that you would have difficulty seeing as well so I feel like that's a dangerous game
2: uh, I, I have the benefit of a flashlight
1: okay and I'll hit, I'll
2: hit, the, <laughs> I'll hit, I'll hit the flashlight on the wash nest and, um, I'll, and I'll just get them and then after I'm done like I just cut the light off immediately because they're totally blinded by that light and they can't see in
1: the dark so okay um, so it's like the motara nebula where you're both can't detect each other's sensors the worst
2: part about it is i was on the scaffold so i was like you know about 40 feet up in the air and um there's nowhere to go if i screw it up it's it's pretty hard to screw up one shot yeah well yeah i mean you can cut the light off at any time you want and they won't be able to find you so (laughs) You got that going for you, but then you're in the dark on a scaffold 40 feet up in the air. Right? That's a whole other story,
1: so. Covered in wasps, mind you. <laughs> no, no, they, they
2: won't find you. They won't find you in the dark. They, they're blind as to be in the dark. They, you know, oh, they won't
1: find you. Well, this is the riveting stuff our listeners yeah, have right? have been craving. Yeah. Let's say we jump into the music because I, uh, I know it's getting okay. pretty pretty late. I know um, murdering insects Is also sweet sweet music In and of itself so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If you're gonna have Anonymous It's supposed to be a wasp Yeah <laughs> You don't feel guilty If you kill it You know It's like Oh It's interesting
1: evil yeah they definitely are and not to get into a tangent about wasps back again but a giant (laughs) a giant hornet that i i think i texted you a picture or i sent you a picture of it a giant hornet like four inches long was in my house that very night and i had to go and find where this hornet had come from
2: yeah yeah it's giant yeah my god (laughs) that's scary
1: yeah that was in my house I uh, did not care for that.
2: But, they're aggressive. They're aggressive, too. They're, oh they're, they're like, yeah. They're just chasing you around.
1: I thought it was a small <laughs> bird. I came into the room. I was <laughs> like. I'm yeah, a green
2: bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <And> it stings.
1: <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's get into some some of the nitty gritty here. Um, yeah okay. So, you were, you were in a band called the Soledad Brothers. Yeah, I it was. It's true. It's true. They are amazing. You guys were amazing. Oh, thanks. And, and you've you did many. We're many, working many. on some
2: new material, too, so.
1: Are you really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Can, yeah, can we, we get the scoop I, on that? Well, Ben
2: and I worked on some stuff, and I think we had like four songs that we had worked out, you know. Nice. So many lyrics, you know, so many arrangement and whatever. Just. To re- work on some stuff.
1: So you're my writing, or basement, have you been in the his basement? Oh, okay. Um, See, so I was just gonna ask. Are you are you just are you writing the material, or are you already in the studio, stuff down yeah, and yeah, there?
2: yeah, yeah. No, no, we're not in the studio yet. And I, my um band that I play with regularly, the All C guys, we um have LP that's probably gonna be. Re- month here, so. Wow, awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy about, about that, that's like, that was quite an accomplishment, so.
1: well, you're keeping busy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like what I do for fun, and then, you know, I got this crazy house I'm working on, and then, you know, working during the day at the clinics, so. Nice. Um, I stay busy, yeah.
1: So you were in a band with Ben Swank called the Soledad Brothers. Uh-huh. Whose idea was it to create this, this band? Was it yours? Was it Ben's?
2: well Ben and I had played in Henry and Jane and we kind of appreciated the a similar aesthetic and you know we lived in the same town so I was in a band called Johnny Walker with my best friend Doug Walker and we were a two piece band his last name was Walker and my first name was Johnny so we called the band Johnny Walker and then when we went that band had to break up because we were like brothers and we were getting like you know fist fights and you know Oh, it was just, it was just it was, Yeah it was very volatile And he was like You know Best friend You know Sort yeah. of deal So Anyhow uh, Yeah Like we <laughs> It was very volatile <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Yeah he, he was a fun guy To hang out with <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah clearly
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah Totally But um I mean we laugh, We laughed about it all And shrug it off And go get a beer You know yeah. But um Anyhow it was, uh, that band broke up, and then and I, yes, we had been in Henry June together. So we decided that we we're just going to start another band. And one of my favorite John Lee Hooker records is "Live at Soledad Penitentiary." And then, that baby,
3: I like it, like that. Or when you talk like that, you knocks me dead right off of my feet how 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 how
2: course, from there, I started reading about um, the revolutionary movement that was going on based out of Soledad's century and John Lee Hooker's record. Like, I mean, that Record boogies so damn hard, you know. Mm. And such so a great record. So we call the band Soul Dad Brothers, and the rest is history.
1: What, I guess. what is it? A, what is it about the the chemistry with Ben that keeps it interesting over all that time? Because oh,
2: like, uh, because we neither one of us know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, really. uh and and, and we're, for either either one of us were like open to suggestions. Like I could like go to the microphone a beatbox, and beatbox, Ben would follow along with it like, and <laughs> like, like
3: how
2: to play the beat. You know, like, like I mean, was, we're that stupid. stupid. Like, like really, really like it's it's, it's uh, uh... It's just dumb sometimes Like watching us work together It's, you know Like so two monkeys F***ing a football
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am loving the metaphors In this So you kind of like Inspire each other In, in like a Like a haphazard way Like
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah We're yeah. <laughs> You see what I mean yeah. uh, I've been I've up To doing some really dumb shit <laughs> <and> I've seen <laughs> him like Do some really, really, really Ridiculous stuff I mean He's, he's a wild man he's not out quite a bit, bit. he's not out quite a bit now he's bad but
3: <laughs>
2: um yeah he had no choice actually he had to mull out of it. It just cause he was out of control but, um <laughs> he's he's a, he's, he's crazy he's a wild man you know like Holy cow! I used to watch him dive downstairs. We get yeah.
1: Never mind. I'm not telling any stories. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. fair. That's fair. I'm
2: um, <laughs> want to get in trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys used to play a lot of different places, especially like the Gold Dollar it seemed to be a uh, pretty, yeah. pretty frequent haunt for you guys. Do you have any yeah. any good memories of the club?
2: Um, I it, the thing that I liked about it, but that like made me realize it was kind of a special place was the fact that when you uh, watched a band when the bands were playing people would sit on the bar yeah and yeah. watch the band you know like i thought that was really cool i was like i was like wow well, i've never seen a place that'll just like let you sit on the bar <laughs> you know like, you know what i'm saying like yeah no that's, yeah Cause that's cause- awesome yeah. You know, it's like it was it was a little tiny place and it was just it was gross, I mean, let's face it. And then the other thing that was crazy about it was like it was before like the you know, the Renaissance and the Cash Cascador right now and uh I like can't it's, it's not kind of called the Cascador anymore, it's called like midtown or something. Yeah, that's, something like and that. Some rebranded bull crap. But anyways, um before when the you know, it was so bad. That they had cameras all over the parking lots, and the guy working the door had like eight monitors. I mean, <laughs> in like the nineties, that was like yeah, some yeah. serious business, you know? <laughs> they had like nine <laughs> monitors, and in the, in the, and they were like big monitors. And they were like TV screens, like, <laughs> like they like, like nine TV screens for them. <laughs> but yeah it was necessary though because it was like uh it was the kind of neighborhood you had to call before you left so that people were looking out for you oh my and, god uh, you know yeah that kind of sort of thing you know and, like when you get to some place you call back home and make sure everybody knows that you got there okay that sort of yeah, deal you know like uh it's it was a pretty rough neighborhood you know now it's like uh it's crazy it, like there's parking meters and shit. I don't know. I don't. I'm not too down with it, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Every every place has. If if like some of those old buildings get fixed up because of it, then I guess it's worth it. But the problem is, they just drive all the poor folks out that have lived in that neighborhood for right, like you right. know, generations. So
1: yeah, similar things are happening in Philadelphia, close oh, by I'm me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Fish I'm town. sure.
2: Do you guys, do you guys ever like hang out with those low cut comedy boys? No. Oh man, they're so cool. right now
1: I should get to know them though
2: yeah they're good they're good dudes and uh they're like pretty um talented guys and uh I've done some recording with them lately uh they just recorded uh, at Ardent Studios. In, oh yeah, in nice. Memphis. And they, yeah, they like invited me to come there twice to come record. And they uh, also invited me to come down and record down at Fame Studios, which was pretty, pretty amazing experience. Yeah, so, uh, done it at Muscle Shoals, you know. So, uh, but yeah, that cut County band is seriously like. Legitimately talented guys, you know And super, super high energy Kind of rock and roll stuff, you know
3: That's great, that's they, great.
2: They haul, I knew they were, like, kind of special When I saw them, like, unload their gear And they would, like, haul, like, an upright piano Around with them
1: <laughs> Holy crap show to show.
2: Yeah, right? Like, that's, that's like, dedication, right? Yeah and, and it wasn't just any piano, I mean Like, these dudes are, like, jumping off the top of the piano The piano's in the middle of the stage, you know And they're, like you know, like, dude, uh, like dancing on top of their piano. I mean, like it's just like super high energy. They're crazy. Shit. <laughs> but, no, they don't have a roadie. They do it all themselves. This is all done by themselves. They, they, uh, you know, the drummer Larry. He's uh, he's like, he'll he'll do drop and do forty push ups and then like go and like lift the f-ing piano into this band. Like these, these guys are super hardcore, man. For real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Philly has a type. Philly definitely yeah, has a yeah,
2: type that yeah, pops out. Uh, yeah, totally. It's like it's pretty. It's pretty insane. Those guys, but um, yeah, they're they're pretty talented guys. And uh, they're. Like, you know, they're like brothers to me now. So, uh, I gotta go check them out. I'm I'm sure you'll get a chance to see them.
1: Yeah, I live like a stone's throw from Philly. Uh, I'm in Allentown, Pennsylvania now. So,
2: oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Allentown. Yeah, that's that's
1: special up there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's its own special brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a steel town that's that's on the upswing, I guess. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, no.
2: Like, uh, I I know all about steel towns because like Ohio is loaded with them. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same difference, you know. It's a, but it's a different. It's different than like a manufacturing town,
1: right? Right. You know, right. it's
2: much different than a manufacturing town. You know, like steel towns, like they make steel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they manufacture
1: well, steel. Well, all those kinds of factory cities and stuff. It seems to attract a lot of musicians. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, in Toledo, like there's, there's really two options that you had like one was you worked at a hospital and the other one was you worked at a factory and you know like I worked at my dad's machine shop for about six months and it was like I mean I did it because this machine shop needed some help and I had like work third shifts kind of like get stuff in order and you know blah 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 but there's no way I wanted to do that for the rest of my life
3: <laughs> Yeah,
2: you know so like uh, it was like I worked in the hospital and I just went to school So, and I, th- I thought that was like my way out you know it, it ended up being my way out so
1: yeah. I yeah. ended
2: up working in the factory
3: you know
1: So you're a doctor, yeah. Specifically, a mental health specialist. Uh How did you have time to do that and music and work? How did you find the time to do all that?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, like up until like out of your medical school, which was like 1998. I was just like hanging out and playing music and going to school, you know. And that's just like all there was to do, you know. That's how you stay out of, that's how I stayed out of trouble as I like, just went to school and I could no matter how bad I would screw something up in my life, I never screwed up at school. Yeah. It was amazing. I've never yeah, like I never had any problems with school. It was always like my life could be like falling apart around me but I'd still be getting eggs, you know? Yeah. So but I you know, I, like so I just had to work at the hospital and I got good grades and it took me five years to get into medical school because it was really competitive and even though I had like a you nearly know, perfect GPA, blah 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 I had to like do a lot of crazy volunteering and stuff and I did do a lot of extra work to get into medical school but whatever and I was just playing music the whole time and then I got into medical school and then and I was we still we'd still play music, you know? And when I, John Sinclair got us a, um, we we ended up opening up for John Sinclair and then backing him up through the whole, his whole set in Cleveland and then we just became really good friends with John Sinclair and he wrote the liner notes for our first record when I was in med school that got released
1: and um, now that's John Sinclair like the like John Lennon John Sinclair did, did he ever yeah. have any Beatles yeah. any John John or Yoko stories for you or
2: <laughs> no no I never really pressed him on any stories we mostly just talk about music and yeah, you know we, like I hung out with him um it wasn't Y2K. It was like uh, maybe like 2001 or 2002 for like New Year's down in New Orleans, and he started to tell stories, you know, like see 5 stories. But I mean, they never really pressed him on that stuff. So
3: yeah, but he wa-
2: he wants to talk about he wants to talk about like cool stuff that old blues musicians did or you know like okay, yeah like who or what the lot what the best lineup was for a particular you know artist you know like career you know right. you know you want us to like you know talk about music Sure. Stuff like that. He's
1: he's a good dude. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: And then so he wrote our liner notes and he invited us down to Mardi Gras and so Ben and I drove down to Mardi Gras while I was at med school, like and that was like, you know, like vacation time for me, so I come to Mardi Gras and we played and we backed up John Sinclair and some shows down there.
1: Damn. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> totally right. And then
2: he like writes our liner notes for us. And yeah, it was like like instant validation, right?
3: Like,
2: like <laughs> we can't get any cooler than that, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like pretty flattering, you know. It's like, like wow, uh, that dude knows a lot about music, and he just like volunteered to write our liner notes
1: for us, and you and know, and that's like, your spring break was, <laughs> was yeah. <doing> the- <laughs> yeah,
2: totally. It was my spring break. We went down to Mardi Gras, and like basically, we were gonna sleep in a van, but we just like met some people in a bar, and they like, they're like, no, come in our house, with musicians too. You from we're hanging with us. We just, like, played music and drank for, like, four days straight. We had, like, a couple gigs there, too, so...
1: That sounds um, like a syrupy mixture right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. It was, it was, there was some crazy shit going on. It was good fun. Yeah, so, right, Brian? It, like, that was really, like, the first weekend that uh, we, you know, we... We, like, really, like, hung out seriously with Brian Olive, and, you know, he was, like, one of the musicians who was just, like, you know would stay up like two days with you like just playing music like straight through you know and like just not stop non-stop you know yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's like all about playing music all the time it's like legit with him so I mean it but, sounds before, like that was before he was in Soledad Brother, so we were just like yeah. hanging out and partying and Play music, you know.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about that about that first Soledad Brothers single on Italy. How did you and I mean, did Dave Buick approach you to record it? Well, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He, he like he approached us. He just asked us if we want to do it. I mean, we kind of knew him from around. Like, uh he was like b- much better friends with Jack at the time. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Dave now is like family, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do anything for that dude.
1: (laughs) <laughs> was he in The Go when you met him, or is that post-Go? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Um,
2: he was in The Go, and uh, it was like Bobby played guitar, and Johnny Crowder played guitar, and Dave right. played bass. And then Jack joined The Go, and uh, Bobby just, just sang. But I, to be honest with you, I I always liked The Go best when Bobby played guitar. Yeah. He's cool. got a, a real nice uh, rhythm style, you know.
1: Very uh, T-Rex. Very. Yeah, em-
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a talented guy, you know? and he's yeah. been a really nice guy,
1: too, so. Yeah, and learning about his taste, I think James and I found that we share a extremely similar taste to Bobby Harlow, particularly in yeah, yeah. the Beatle department, and, and the other stuff he was into sounds like the kind of thing we really like, and I think that's why we dug those records so much, and, you know, J- Jack was a nice little bolt of energy into that band, but I think, independent of Jack, they also function, you know, really. really
2: oh, yeah, no, no, they, they, those songs were all there a long time before. Jack was in that band, yeah. but, Jack was, uh, you know, Jack is Jack, so... <laughs> <laughs> you can play a lead like as, like, a lead player, you
1: know? Well, there's a, there's a segue. Now, you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, one of the most fascinating things in learning about your story was this story we have heard that you taught Jack the slide guitar. Is that...
2: No, it's, 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 that was, like, something that was blown out of okay. And I mean, okay, the Okay. The real story was, I was, like, uh, I, ta- I I told an me interviewer that I taught Jack how to play an alternate, too.
1: Tunings. Okay.
2: And, and okay. It, they said, well, "What are alternate tunings?" I'm like, "Well, that's what you use when you play slide guitar." And so they they twisted it, and they, <sighs> they, they do that. They twist like, "Oh
1: my god!" Enemy yeah, is yeah. They do that.
2: Yeah. 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 So like that got twisted, and I taught them how to play slide guitar. Yeah. Okay. But I did. T- I taught them how to play alternate tunings, which is uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's <laughs> just tech you know so, uh, but um nobody wants to listen
1: to that
2: yeah so that, yeah, so that kind of got blown out of proportion I I Whatever If that's what people say That's what they say Right
1: Like I think Part of the impression At least I get Sometimes of that era Of music In that particular City Is that it was A little like You know Mount Olympus Or something Where all these people Are getting together And sharing everything And all these musical yeah. Gods are no, sort of no, we'd Swirling We each
3: other
2: We'd all Oh well, yeah I learned a lot of stuff From Jack And Jack learned a lot From me Yeah You know I mean We, we like got together and, and experimented Like recording all the time You know like, we're putting microphones underneath the, the porch <laughs> some weird stuff playing snow shovel I'm like, <laughs> what a weird guy, man
3: <laughs>
2: comes out he's like hold on a second he goes back and he's like digging through his garage and he brings a snow shovel out <laughs> so he's playing on the sidewalk
1: wait that's real that's,
2: that's yeah that's on that italy single that's, he's playing snow shovel on that
1: that is far oh out. my god oh my god
2: Like, uh, the B-side is, is, uh, complaints throw shovel, yeah. yeah. True story.
1: That's, that's something else. That's um, a good, that's a good,
2: that's a pr- perfect example of how things worked back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we all, all of us are still, like, geeking out over here, and we, none of us have change realms the same kids (laughs) want to play music and have fun you know
1: yeah yeah do you know if dave buick still has stacks and stacks of 45s just sitting in his house like i feel like that's still a thing from italy records Mm, i don't
2: don't know no i think ours are completely gone i don't think we can get i think our our repressing sold out so i i still have a crate of originals pressing somewhere,
1: though. Ooh. Between him and Ben Blackwell with Cass Records and Italy Records, just stacks of records in a closet.
2: They want, they want you they want to <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, no, I don't, I don't
1: know.
2: We got, actually, we got our record pressed in, uh, at, third man in Detroit so uh, oh great and, like, deal with with Buick and everybody up there at, at the Detroit third man
1: so. has that been a has that was that a good experience so we, we've we've known some oh, we, yeah, we,
2: yeah. yeah yeah.
1: it seems like a really yeah. tight operation so
2: like they said you know they're family you know? it's like they just you know it's the same with the Third Man down in Nashville. You know, it's like there's people that have worked there for a really long time, and they're like family, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, I'm not really affiliated with it in any way, other than in, like my friends all work there, you know. <laughs> but I can just like go there and do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's actually so there's actually a Soledad Brothers uh, recording from Third Man. Life. It's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll put it out. We did a set for the watching um, of the balloon. Oh yeah, um, And yeah, That got really, that got really crazy and weird at the end. It was kind of fun.
1: How'd you guys, you and Jack, meet?
2: We were playing a show in Toledo, and our van was opening up for Go- uh, no, yeah,
0: Two Star Tabernacle.
2: Uh, Two Star Tabernacle. And uh he said Jack was playing guitar and he said, Oh, I didn't get to see your stuff but you guys are a two piece band and I said, Yeah, uh we're a two piece band as well and uh we're playing up in Detroit next Monday or whatever it was and Jack showed up at that show and he said he had like a four track at his house and if I wanted to stop by and maybe we could do some recording <laughs> and um
1: so yeah so we just like hung out and recorded is that the Johnny's Death Letter that you guys recorded? yeah 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 that's like I mean that's there's there's um so
2: there's a bunch of that that recording stuff like floated around but that's one of the tracks yeah oh, nice. um my favorite one is there's a we're doing Little Red Rooster and a shotgun went off down the street.
3: <laughs>
2: like and it was like in time with the uh, <laughs> with the kick drum. It's like, it really loud, yeah. Yeah. I love Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's southwest Detroit, which is also getting gentrified right now, so okay. used like, Bruce, there used to be roosters. There you know, I mean, more. So, what are you gonna do? You know, yeah, anyhow, it's it's a
1: weird thing. Yeah, it's got a lot of lows.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, it's there's good,
2: there's good and there's bad. But poor people are still gonna have have to have some place to go. But it's almost like the uh reverse donut hole theory where you have, like, a burnout core of the city and then, like, you know, the suburbs. And like, And now, like, I think poor people are going to just get all pushed out to the suburbs. And, yeah, and, and rich people are going to want to be, like, near the center of the city. You know? it,
1: it's weird you say that. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles, and that is a great example of how the center of that donut hole is still holding strong like yeah. the, the the core of that city is just it's rough it's pretty rough but the instant yeah. you get outside of it it starts to get better but it's just I don't know that they, they, they keep finding new places to gentrify and then the poor people just move other places and it just keeps pushing the problem around and suddenly you have yeah. this huge homeless population and no no idea yeah. what to do about it other than throw your yeah. hands in the air and go isn't this horrible so it's it's yeah. frustrating you yeah.
3: know I work with homeless people at the psychotic
1: that's
2: what I do during the day
1: <laughs> yeah you're doing good work at least and yeah, yeah. you're able to entertain people by night like some kind of uh, oh, reverse it's, batman there's a title <laughs> for your next for your next record it's reverse batman so along with the single that you recorded over there jack helped engineer your self-titled album yeah I mean, was it Different working with them on like a full full scale album No you were you we
3: did everything
1: piecemeal. It's more like the single just uh Yeah, just you know like, Hey
2: man, do you wanna do some recording on Wednesday? Yeah, cool. I got, I got a new epiphone amplifier, I'll bring it up. <laughs> 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 you know, I like found a drone kit in the garbage. <laughs> let put it back together. <laughs>
3: right, so like I had, um, this is a really funny story. So I had a recording
2: techniques class that so I took in college, and the hospital was paying for my undergraduates started to take nursing so they were paying for my nursing so i, could, I had like some classes that i could take things or like whatever i wanted and i took like a recording class and they all wanted us to record like using maybe stuff and i show up with uh, a reel-to-reel machine <laughs> and it was like all stuff that I had recorded with Jen and it showed how like you know like I had to like get the tapes like lined up right and blah blah blah
3: Got
2: like a C yeah. on it because I didn't use like
1: the modern stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's alright,
2: it's alright, it's cool. Like, it, you know, I, I did, I got a bad A's and I was so I didn't get a C in the course, I got a C on the project. Oh, <laughs> because of the damn reel to reel. Yeah, but that was, you know, it's like kind of funny, so <laughs> I got a kick out of
1: it. Here yeah. we are. <laughs> <laughs> So with all those bands swirling around at kind of the same time, did you have a favorite that you liked just to go as a fan of music to listen to? Was it the Dirt Bombs? Oh, yeah, the Was Greenhorns,
2: it the Greenhorns. oh the Green Horns were like the the best uh, yeah. blues, yeah. like like white boy blues band probably yeah. ever. Yeah,
1: yeah man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, great. We're, yeah, we're yeah, we're, I, I yeah, love us some. Um, I gotta. Let, I, should, I should let you go though, real quick here. Okay. 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 All right.
3: Okay. All right. okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm
2: going to go. I got company. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Right. Hey, okay. Going? Okay.
1: Right. Okay. Right. okay. Right. Yeah. Is everything cool now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. up there, you think? Oh yeah. Sure. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. All, All, right. Right. All, All right. right. Bye. 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 Well. We're back in the wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wonderful interview with Johnny Walker. And it ended, I, uh, some might say when it should have. Yeah, it ended perfectly. He's a delightful man and he has some really fun stories. We were pleased as punch to have him on the show.
3: Mm, punch. Uh,
1: almost didn't, almost didn't happen almost didn't couldn't have easily couldn't have happened thank you again johnny walker for joining us on the program you're tremendous we hope to have you back on to talk about pest control and we're gonna get to some shout outs here i love to shout at people yeah shout people we're both frantically opening documents and web pages it's fine Who's talking about us on the internet? I was going to do an all-Twitter edition if you all wanted. All right. Go nuts. We'd like to thank some people that are uh, tweeting at us this week, huh? We got Kathy Perkins or at Kathy pe four four seven four eight. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kathy Perkins. We've also got Kelly H., Vetter Gabriel 9. We've got the Medicine Dolls. We've got... Marusia, we've got B-Blogger Official uh, we've got Snow White, Maria June Garvin, thank you guys so much, T-Gong, we also have Moo, it's just Moo or at MooDoo 72, 72. we've got lots of people, thank you guys and we've got some regular listeners to the show that we would like to shout out, we've, you wanna help me do this? We've got Ben the Beerman Blues cards, we've got Kate McCoy the Bones <laughs> The bones of the operation. Oh, no. All right, I got to feed her. You do what you got to do. I'm going to take over from where you left off. We've got Jeremy Riles keeping us on those rails. My oh me, we got me oh my. We've got Andre Ice Cold Lion Man. Eileen Corsano, I see you over there. We've got Callie Durga, third person in spirit every week. We've got the Red Red Rain Prosper. Amy Hart, the heart of the operation. (laughs) Ha ha! So, que- LOL 2.0. We've got Eric Andrew Dodson over here. David Poe. Po 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 po. po, po. S.A. Franco. What does that mean? We've got Yvette Wilkins. Wilkin on Sunshine. The Brendan. And the Smith. Brian Walter. Be nicer to me. There's no right opinion for you here. Go away. And the Brett Three. Killed my Garsky. Thank you all so very, very much. If people would like to get in touch with us, they could do so on facebook.com thirdmen, on Twitter, at thirdbencast. Tumblr, third... <coughs> thirdmenpodcast.tumblr.com. We've got our WordPress site where we uh, ho- actually host the show and have some things there. That is thethirdmen.wordpress.com we've also got our gmail address if you'd like to send us an email that is thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com you could visit us on Pippa That is where we host the show. Uh, Pippa's wonderful. Uh, We highly recommend anyone who's out there ready to start their own podcast to use Pippa. You will love it. We love it. John Lovitz loves it. I know that much. Yeah, no, he really loves it. Yeah, so you can do that. Find us on YouTube. James does uh, awesome visualizers on there. And then you can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes if you would like to help us out. That does so a great deal. Yes. And as always, we'd like to thank Sam Kubert and Tom Valenti for the help with our theme song, We're the Third Men, as well as Susanna Roundtree for the wonderful intros and outros of our program. And we'd also like to thank Paul's newborn child for the wonderful, fantastic co-hosting. And I mean that genuinely. (laughs) Uh, We're so happy that she's here with us now. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, she's like the fourth person. She is Ringo! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh James, and until next week, I am going to be searching for some usable audio to listen to in my home. And I will be searching for a wasp's nest to call a home. Have a good night, everybody.
0: For more information or to contact the show, visit the or email at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at thirdmencast on Twitter and search the third men on Facebook. See you next time.
1: Up the baby right here? Uh, yeah, but that's okay. I think that will just have to be our third co host. Okay. I'm just <laughs> gonna get, I'm just gonna have a slug of rum so I don't sound like I'm as exhausted as I am. <laughs> okay. And I found one last caffeinated beverage that just so happens to say champion on it. That's you, Paul. I had a stupid idea for a Johnny Walker's kid. You want to do that? Yeah, sure. To present to you another extended interview of the cat who has broken into the bedroom. Welcome <laughs> to the Third Men Podcast. Oh, it's fine. Hold on. Okay. Hold on.
3: Enjoy
1: the big kids. Do you want to join the big kids? Oh. Oh, you. <laughs> <son>. <laughs> James can see in the Skype camera is a little hand I and see, a little foot. Yeah, I see limbs <laughs> of flailing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Uncle James is just gonna have to deal with some white noise from Daddy's audio. She's yawning. She's yawning. She doesn't know. She's yawning. Have you forgotten his name? <laughs> We're off to a really good rollicking start We've got here.
3: Mr. oh
1: uh, james i know just what you're gonna say i don't know if you do what did you think i was gonna say I... <laughs> james needs a diaper change yeah look i'm just getting in on the action over here what Seems like action the, the cool kids are doing it what are you talking about oh so much white noise it's very good can't spell white stripes without white noise uh-huh am i right Uh, we seem to ask him a lot of obvious questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuss budget. Oh, jelly bean. Crying because I'm a pirate now. (laughs) You know, insane. But when we we called him the syrup on the (laughs) waffle of music, and he's just like, sticky. I was like... (laughs) It was worth it for that. The whole thing was worth it just for that. Tell me if it's stupid. I think it's fine. I like it. But it might be stupid. I'm just going to send it to you. Tell me if it's stupid. You're going to have to do some crazy-ass audio gymnastics to make this sound like literally anything. (laughs) We don't typically heckle the special guests.
3: How did you pee again? <laughs>
1: Can I Can not be honest, I don't remember a single damn thing we talked about except for the bees. <laughs> I've got a lovely batch audio. Here we are recording all in a row. Bad ones, worse ones. None of them like us. <laughs> Now there's a dog in the mix. There's babies, there's cats, there's dogs. The show... We like Pippa. (laughs) (laughs) Holy... (laughs) That was... Fitting. I'm gonna hit stop.